Alright, welcome back, baby. I'm coming back for you, baby. I'm back at it again with the white vans. Bro, I wish I could go back to the days when Vine was at its peak. I wish I could just, <laughs> I wish I could just live there. I feel like that was when I was at my most peaceful. <laughs> That's when I was the happiest. That's when life was the best. When I didn't have to fucking deal with <laughs> all the bullshit. Okay. Hi, welcome back. I'm your host, Tiana. Thank you for listening to the Naked Thoughts podcast. <laughs> I'm off my rocker today. I'm sorry for the behavior I exhibit today in advance because life is coming at me left and right, okay? <laughs> my energy, chaotic. My vibes, chaotic. My actions, my thoughts, chaotic. She can't be tamed. As in the words of Miss Miley Cyrus, the queen herself, we love her the most, can't be tamed. Tiana is feral right now, okay? Uh, a lot of shit's been going on, man. A lot of shit. I don't even know where to start. I think today I want to talk about emotions. We're going to talk about emotions. We're going to talk about the power that emotions can have and how to separate yourself from your emotions and how to just navigate through life when you're feeling overwhelming and difficult things. So let's just get right into it. How to handle big emotions. Let me preface with saying that I am only speaking from personal experience. I'm not anybody special with like a degree or anything like that, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Don't degrade yourself like that, Tiana. Um, I don't have any educational background in this. Just life experience. Lots and lots of life experience. So take that. And, you know, take this information with a grain of salt, apply what works for you and fill in the gaps where you need to, because I think life is all just about (laughs) getting ideas, getting facts, creating your own little bundle of information, remixing it to your own version and then applying that to your life. And that's kind of how you become successful, right? So how do I handle big emotions? Lately, a lot of big emotions that I've been feeling are anger, confusion, shame, guilt, uh, fear, and like general, just like overwhelmed, generally just overwhelmed. And they all kind of play together in this little meshed up ball. I'm sorry, you can hear my dog crunching in the background. He's like... Hey, boys got to eat. Everybody eat. (laughs) Um, The way that I have found handling my emotions is the best. In the moment is when it's the hardest. Because as these emotions start to rise, it can be very uh, overwhelming. And it can cause, like, physical reactions. Like, crying. Or, for me, like, when I get really angry, I automatically shut down. Like, I will stop talking 
I, I'll start avoiding eye contact. And I know these things about me and they're things that I'm working on, but I, I immediately wall goes up, I shut down. And a big part of healing from a lot of those defense mechanisms is number one, recognizing them and accepting that they're there. And like we'll talk about later in separating your emotions from yourself, but like also separating your ego from your emotions. And I don't know if I'm explaining that the correct way, but I'll elaborate. Your ego, as I have come to accept and understand mine, the way I would explain it is, it is the little person inside of you (laughs) that is in charge of your survival. It's in charge of keeping you safe. And it will show up in many different ways based on how it thinks it needs to keep you safe and what dangers it perceives are in front of you. So an example, let's say one of my triggers is being interrupted. And honestly, this is this is real. One of my triggers is being interrupted. If I'm in the middle of a conversation and someone interrupts me, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> it hurts my little feelings. <laughs> it really does. And I shut down and I end up actually like, not talking for a lot of the rest of the conversation. It really does like put me back to when I was little and like my opinion, you know, quote unquote, didn't matter. It didn't feel like it mattered. I didn't feel like I was being heard. And so it shuts me down because it puts me right back in that place. I have to acknowledge and accept that the person interrupting me is not doing that with the intention of putting me back in that place. And the only person that is responsible for handling my reaction to that interruption is me. I have learned that although I can be mad, quote unquote, when someone interrupts me, it's not their responsibility to understand that that's a trigger for me. And it's not their responsibility to comfort me when they see that that upset me, if that makes sense. That is all 100% my responsibility to deal with and as I've accepted that and as I've acknowledged it when it happens I can separate oh okay I know why this is happening I am not that little kid anymore I am an adult I know my words and thoughts are valuable. And this is where you have to affirm too, like with the acceptance and all this, this is kind of how we'll bleed into accepting and making room for them. I have to make room for those big emotions and allow myself to feel them because to heal, you have to feel, which sounds so cliche and everyone says it, but it's true. So I get interrupted. I feel all these things. I get overwhelmed. I shut down and what I've been doing is just having a little a little break, a little conversation for myself, whether that looks like if I have the opportunity to step away for a second, maybe I go to the bathroom. Maybe I go get a glass of water. Maybe I, I go outside and I get a, you know, sniff of fresh air. But in that small moment that I can take for myself, I tell myself, I'm safe, I'm loved, I am heard, my opinion is important, my opinion is valid, and if it is not to these people, to hell with them. With harm to none and love to all, to hell with you. (laughs) Like, 
like in in a not mean way, but in a way that instills like I am protecting myself. It is cultivating a relationship with myself that allows me to feel safe with myself. I know I will have my own back. And it has helped so much in those moments of uncertainty and, you know, fear and overwhelming emotion. Like it has just helped me so much and giving room, man, giving room for your big emotions. And let's, okay, so that's anger or, you know, triggers. Those are some triggers. Let's talk about sadness for a second, how I handle big moments of sadness and how I accept and give room for sadness. Cause that, that one for me is a little bit different than anger or like a trigger because there's a different physical reaction, at least for me in specific. I am a, I'm a crier, like bro, I will, (laughs) I will cry. (laughs) I will cry. If I'm feeling something super intensely that's that includes anger I'm an angry crier for sure why because I don't know how to process my anger it has to get out somehow and so it's either I'm screaming I'm hitting something or I'm crying and I've chose crying (laughs) um sadness oh I have dealt with so much sadness so much sadness and I think everybody does in different forms but man when I was 19 that was probably the saddest time of my life because in a similar yet different way for to now life was coming at me from every angle i just gotten out of a unhealthy relationship with my boyfriend at the time it was like the longest relationship i'd ever been in my first love. It was really intense. Every emotion was 140%. And that included the bad ones at every moment of every day. And so that breakup was really hard for me. It sent me into a really, really, really dark state of mind. I was really depressed. I was sad. I would lay in my room and smoke a lot of weed and cry and just fucking, God, girl was a mess. Girl was a mess. And looking back on it, the one thing that I did do right is when I felt those moments of deep sadness, I did give myself room. And honestly, pat myself on the back for that. I'm making that realization right now. There were so many moments where I had to go into a building or I had to go somewhere and I got a wave of sadness in the car on my way there. I would, honestly, I would just either get to where I was going sometimes I would just keep driving or I would like pull over and I would let myself hysterically sob and just fucking cry until I didn't feel like I had any more tears left and then I would fix my makeup and move on and like allowing that emotional release in itself is such a huge deal because you're getting those emotions out of your body if you think about emotions like, let's think about them like a gas, like fucking, you get, something triggers you to get sad and it's like a gas in your brain and it starts going all throughout your body. You're feeling the sadness all the way down in your legs, in your toes. And if you don't allow it to come out somehow, where's it going to go? It's just going to stay in your body. 
it's going to get stored in your muscles and in your ligaments and in your blood. And it's just going to be there like a toxin. So you have to let out these heavy emotions in whatever way it feels necessary. At first, for me, the release was crying and unhealthy coping. It was a lot of smoking and a lot of like isolation and, you know, treating my body like shit. I wasn't eating. I would wake up, have a Red Bull, smoke some weed, wouldn't eat until six o'clock. I would have one small meal and that would be it. Like, that's not healthy. It's not healthy. And from there, it kind of shifted as I started to like love on myself a little bit more and surround myself with people and friends and kind of, you know, find little bits of joy and happiness. I, I think I learned that I needed to switch my coping mechanism. So when I ran out of tears, it turned into working out. And that was a great switch. I think that was one of the like very pivotal moments in my life of like, I'm going to choose me for once. And it was like, I'm going to go to the gym every goddamn day. I'm going to get so tight on my meals and my, my diet. And I'm going to, I'm going to get shredded. Part of it was that like, you know, post breakup, like got to get that revenge body. But like the other part of it was like, no, man, I just also love myself and I deserve to be happy in the vessel that I'm occupying. And feel strong and I think setting those little goals in the gym too of like hey I want to squat a 45 on each side maybe it doesn't sound like a lot but at the time it was and the day that you do that that serotonin bump is like so nice oh it feels so good it feels so good and like moral of the story is control what you can Allow room for your emotions and then find helping, healthy coping mechanisms. Nowadays for me, it's like sitting in the sun, doing handstands, stretching. I love to stretch. Like those things help me so much and I've learned that about myself. And when I'm feeling big emotions, I do them because I know it helps. Meditation. My goodness. Talk about allowing room. There's this concept that I uh, heard about from various different like psychologists and big people in like the self-help world where you have to empty your mind to hear what your body and your you know your inner being is trying to tell you so something that lately I've been practicing that has helped me a lot to find a lot more peace and balance in my emotional state is moving your body, getting all of that excess energy out of your body, and then sitting in stillness and silence. And so where I used to do guided meditations, now I just meditate in silence. I listen to the world around me. I try to, especially now that it's spring, and like you can probably hear there's rain in the background. We'll have a moment for the rain. So soothing, so soothing. I listen to the world. I listen to the hum of the universe. And it allows... It, like, at first, there, there will be thoughts that come in and out. And my mantra is, thank you, but move on. Every time I get a thought, it's, thank you, move on. Until there's no more thoughts that come to my brain. 
And once I reach that level of stillness and silence and peace, that's when those things that like I really need to work on have the chance to resurface. And that's when those real emotions have the chance to come out. They feel safe to come out because all the other bullshit has gotten out of the way. So move your body and then go meditate in some silence. That's a good way to make room for your emotions. If you're dealing with something heavy and you don't know what to do, try that. That might help you a lot. And it's going to be hard. Like, trust and believe me, it will be so hard at first. But as you continue to make yourself do it, you will find that it helps you profoundly. Like, yeah, I don't even, I can't even name something that's like really truly helped me more than that. <clears throat> and then we can talk about separating your emotions. Something that I say very, very often is that you are not your emotions. It is very easy to get caught up in the I am statements. Those are and will always be the statements that are the most important. The words I am hold so much power. It is crazy. And a lot of the I am statements that we tend to make in today's world are I am tired. I am fine. I am... <clears throat> depressed. I am anxious. Whether you believe it or not, I am a firm believer that words are, in their own way, spells <laughs> to make it the most understandable as possible. Your words are spells. And when you're casting a spell on yourself, you really need to be careful. So where I was saying, I'm just fucking so depressed and I, I don't know how to function properly right now and <clears throat> all those things it turned into I am feeling depressed today I am feeling angry right now I am experiencing anxiety and what that small change in vocabulary does is separate you from the emotion it allows you to create well it allowed me, my little brain works in funny ways, but I created personas for my emotions. And that has really, really, really helped me. And even a persona for my ego. My, God. And a persona for the girl that lived inside me that was so beat down and broken by that breakup when I was 19. I've created a persona for her because the reality of the situation is, will she ever go away? No. That is an experience that I will carry with me for the entirety of my existence on this earth. I will always remember that. It's never going to go away and there's nothing I can do about that. It is in the past. There's nothing I can change about it, but it will always be there. So what did I do? How did I handle that? I put it in a little box, I named it, and I allowed it to be there. And we accept it and we can coexist. And when I am feeling an uprise of emotions in that aspect, her name is Akita. I'll tell you her name. That's very vulnerable. 
Her name is Akita. And when I'm feeling... So, like, an example. Before I started dating my ex-boyfriend, I was not super anxious. I was not super depressed. And I was not super angry at the world. But I think that those low vibrational feelings and, and high vibration high vibrational feelings are the same. They are they all work in the same manner because it's just energy. But those things are contagious. So when you're surrounding yourself with people that are super happy and super upbeat and down to earth and they love fucking, you know, I don't know, hiking and shit, you're gonna turn into your own version of that happy, down-to-earth, loving the hikes and shit, you know? Like, you will morph into that. On the flip end, if you are hanging around somebody that is super depressed and super anxious and super angry at everything, you, in your own way, are going to turn into that. And, yeah, being around someone whose highs were the highest of highs and the lows were the lowest of lows, I became an extremist. And so when I'm feeling those extremes or when I'm saying certain things to myself in my head, I have to separate and be like, that is not me. That is not my thought. That thought belongs here to this. And I can put it in that box and realize that, hey, I'm not choosing that. That can live in its box and be there. But it is not me. I I am not choosing that. And being able to create that separation has helped me handle those emotions and helped me deal with those hard things to deal with. That's kind of how I've done that. Um, And that's how I've moved on from those situations. You know, it's choosing to move on. Because if you just sit and sulk in the matter you're just reliving it, it's never going to go away. And your perception of it will never change if you're thinking about it in the same way all the time. So you have to separate and change your perception. Putting yourself in other people's shoes, but not because it's the quote-unquote right thing to do, but because it's a way for you to truly understand a situation, that helps. And not to understand them, but you do it for yourself, to understand yourself. That helps. Anyways. If you were trying to (laughs) navigate through heavy emotions, step one, recognize and accept. Step two, allow room to feel them and process them in a healthy way. Step three, separate from them. And step four is you fill your time with shit that you love and you move on. Because when you do have a lot of downtime, that's when I find that I start to spiral is when I'm not doing anything to either better myself or, you know, fill my time with something I love if I'm just sitting there scrolling on Instagram that's when I get into the deep dark depths of my bullshit you know what I mean um so occupy yourself treat yourself like a kid you know sometimes you just need an extra hug (laughs) give it to yourself like you are your 
biggest advocate. You are the person that's going to have your back the most. So have it and don't expect other people to because that is simply not their responsibility. Nobody else, if you, <laughs> big, big, big overall arcing message of today. Number one, you are not at your emotions. And number two, no one else is responsible for your emotions except for you. No one else can change the way you feel. No one else, it's no one else's job to change the way you feel. That is your responsibility. And feeling good is inherently a choice. And so is feeling bad. So make your choice. And yeah, I choose to be happy. And I choose to every day inch closer to the highest vibrational version of myself that I can possibly become. I choose to be aligned with my highest good and I choose to use my words wisely because I understand the power that they have on not only myself but other people as well. So yeah, I hope you have the most blessed fucking day, week, month, life ever that you could ever experience and listen to your intuition babies listen to your intuition and your emotions and your guides and your body just do the damn thing and I love you and I will see you on the next episode you can follow me on the Instagram it's Tiana Sylvia T-Y-A-N-N-A S-I-L-V-I-A that is my name I love you the most. Bye.